Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Nineteen students dead, two teachers dead, and yet another school shooting. Why? Why in the most prosperous country in the world does this keep happening? Are you tired of hearing that? Well, I'm tired of saying it, but I can tell you something else. I'd be out of my mind if this happened at a school where my children attended. Think about that for a moment. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. Take a listen to this. A gunman opened fire here at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. To respond to South Grove and Mill Street to establish a perimeter. 19 students and two teachers killed. My heart was broken today. We're a small community and we will need your prayers to get us through this. Before entering the school, gunman 18-year-old Salvador Ramos, a student at Uvalde High School, shot his grandmother at her residence. She is now in critical condition. We were the first ones to hear the gunshot. We're right right behind her house. Shortly after, the suspect crashed his car outside of the school premises where he engaged with law enforcement. Then, at 11.32 a.m. Central Time, the suspect, wearing body armor, abandoned his vehicle and entered the school, where second third and fourth graders were in the middle of the school day. You're hearing our friend Amy Robach at ABC. We've got an all-star panel, but let me go straight out to the scene. Joining me, Tony Plahetsky, reporter with the Austin American Statesman and KVUE. Tony, what happened? Nancy, authorities are still trying to fully understand what happened, but what we know is that this gunman shot his grandmother at her home where he also lived before going to this school and opening fire. Nancy, authorities do tell us that the grandmother is still alive. And based on a briefing that a state senator here in Texas received late last night, that grandmother actually worked at Robb Elementary School 
until May of 2020. So they're still, of course, trying to figure out the connections here, but that is the latest information. So he shot his grandmother, who's in critical condition, who used to work at Rob. What can you tell me about his M.O., his modus operandi, method of operation? He shows up, crashes his car intentionally, not intentionally, goes into the school. How does he get into the school? What weapons did he use? And why did he pick that particular time of day? I'm curious. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah, and obviously some of that information is are the same questions, Nancy, that authorities are trying to ask as well. But I do want to tell you this. The shooter purchased, according to authorities, two, two AR rifles on May 17th and May 20th. That was just last week from a local federally licensed firearm dealer here in Uvalde. He is, of course, from Uvalde, as well as Nancy, nearly 400 rounds of ammunition. Oh, dear Lord in heaven. I know the rest of the panel is chomping at the bit. I'm going to come to you in just a moment, but we're expecting a presser, and I want to get every drop of information from Tony Plahetsky joining us before he races over to the press conference. Tony Plahetsky, you stated he bought two AR rifles on May 20. Is that correct? Uh, May 17th and May 20th. Nancy, this is right around his 18th birthday. I want to be clear about that, too. Right after his 18th birthday. And so obviously a lot of attention on where he purchased these firearms. But again, to be clear, according to the ATF, which has been working around the clock to try to unpack all of this, he did purchase them legally. Okay. Uh, Yes, I've heard statements from the gun shop owner that sold him the guns who's beside himself. The reality is, is that you can purchase guns, even assault rifles at age 18. But in that jurisdiction, your jurisdiction, Tony Plahetsky, joining me from the scene, you have to be 21 to drink? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Before I can have a hard cider, I got to be 21, but I can get an assault rifle at 18. Is that correct? That is correct. Go ahead, Tony. Tell me about the school. How did he get into the school? Did they have any security whatsoever? Not to my knowledge. Nancy, I want to tell you something that I was so struck by yesterday evening as I arrived at the scene. And of course, we all know that that the media from around the country, around the world, uh, converges on, on a scene like this. We're talking about an elementary school that looks just like the one I went to in Mississippi. Uh, you know, a, a, a picturesque elementary school, playground equipment, and then to see that school completely ringed by law enforcement combing through that school, trying to identify these 19 little bodies, it just stood in stark contrast. And Nancy, a point that I've also made is that this is very reminiscent for me personally of the Sutherland Spring shooting in 2017. I was on the ground there as well. And it just is a reminder that these types of incidents are not limited to urban areas, but instead are now we're seeing them play out in, in small cities. You've already had 16,000 people across our country. You know, Tony Plahetsky joining me from the scene there in Texas. He is with KVU, KVUE and Austin American Statesman. What you just said about Rob Elementary, it's so odd. I thought the very same thing. It looked like my public elementary school in middle Georgia in the middle of unincorporated Bibb County, Dr. John H. Hurd Elementary looks almost exactly like it. What time of the day did the shootings take place, Tony Plahetsky? Nancy, just right before lunch, right uh, around 1130 is when authorities started getting the 911 call and law enforcement, state, federal, local law enforcement converged on the scene But Nancy, they had trouble subduing this suspect because he apparently was wearing some type of armor that that prevented them from from taking him down. So clearly a lot of thought and a lot of preparation. Tony, where was he when he was finally subdued and shot? Inside the school building, Nancy, I 
I don't know at this point exactly if he was in a classroom, in the hallway, in the library, in the cafeteria. We're, we, I don't have that level of detail. What I can tell you, though, is that of the two guns that he purchased just last week, one of them was in his crashed out vehicle. The other one, of course, was with him. You know, I'm curious about how he got in, whether the school had any type of security, whether they kept the doors locked. Um, you know, just the other day, Tony Blahetsky, I was leaving the twin school and saw a door to the outside propped open. It was a really hot day. I turned right back around and called the school and waited for them to shut that door because that's the kind of security breach that can end up in a school shooting or some other crime. I'm thinking about the 11.30 a.m. attack. Now, isn't it true, Tony Plahetsky, that this guy, the defendant, Salvador Ramos, lived not very far from the school. Isn't that right? That is my understanding. And in fact, Nancy have been on the ground talking to people this morning who said that they heard what they believe were the gunshot or a gunshot in, during which he shot his grandmother and then saw his car racing toward the school. This is a really small neighborhood. Homes are very near each other. And so then people reportedly saw him get out of that car and run into that school. And then, and then of course, the, the spray of, of gunfire, the hail of bullets. Tony, did you say people observed him get out of the car and run in? That is my understanding, yes. I'm just wondering if he crashed the car for some reason. We also know that many, if not all, of the 19 dead children were fourth graders. Is that right, Tony? And who were the teachers? Yeah, two teachers. And Nancy, this is a school of about just 450 students ages K through fourth grade. Sadly, we're told that that one of the victims was 10 years old and his mother had actually attended a, a an award ceremony just a couple of hours earlier at that school. Of course, it was the last time she saw her, her oh. young, adorable son. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. 
Order online at Zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zyn 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, joining me there on the scene is Tony Plahetsky with KVUE and the Austin American Statesman. Take a listen to the Uvalde Chief of Police. At approximately 11.32 a.m. this morning, there was a mass casualty incident at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, this school uh, has children that are in second, third, and fourth grade. Uh, I can confirm right now that we have several injuries, uh, adults and students, and we do have some deaths. Uh, the suspect is deceased at this point. Uh, DPS is assisting with the investigation. Um, and at this point, the investigation is leading uh, to tell us that the, the suspect uh, did act alone uh, during this hyenas crime. Uh, families are being notified and we are providing services to them uh, as the district uh, should. Uh, as far as the rest of the district is concerned, safety measures were taken to make sure that we had a safe release for the rest of the district. Uh, for the, for throughout our city of Uvalde, and we uh, had numerous uh, law enforcement officers and agencies that assisted with the safety release for those students. Uh, we do want to keep all our families in their prayers. I hope you do as well. And we also want to respect the privacy of the family. Uh, the crime scene is still being worked on, and again, we'll notify the parents and the families as soon as we have some news for them. There on the scene, Tony Plahetsky joining me from KVUE. I understand that a Border Patrol officer heard the shots and raced into the shooting to a, an active shooting scenario, and he is the one that shot Ramos. Is that correct? That is correct. And I do want to also mention that there are law enforcement officers who were shot and injured as part of, the, of these events as well. Nancy, later today, we are expected to get some clarity as well around the number of students and faculty members who were injured as well. That that count, as these things often do in a situation like this, continues to be somewhat fluid. I understand, Tony Plahetsky, that the shooter, Salvador Ramos, was known by police. That is my understanding as well. We are still trying to get those investigatory details um, as well. But Nancy, before before I, I have to go to this news conference, I do want to just take a minute to talk about this community here in Uvalde um, and just the amount of grief. As you can imagine, um, this is a town of 16,000 people. The local funeral home, Nancy, just announced that they are providing free services to all of the victims of yesterday's tragedy really underscoring, you know, how this community is trying to come together and support each other as, as best they can. But to say that it has been ripped apart is obviously an understatement. You know, Tony Plahetsky, you and I have been friends and colleagues for a very, very long time. You have been in my life since the twins were born and knew of them and about them when they were this age, the fourth grade. The scene of the parents running into the shooting yesterday just broke my heart. I mean, tell me the scene. What are you seeing? So, Nancy, I mean, tragically, it is my understanding, and this, of course, makes perfect sense. These little children did not have, unlike maybe me or you or most adults, identifying features. And so it is my understanding that authorities are using uh, DNA to try to identify these children. But Nancy, uh, tragically, and this is just almost impossible to speak, but, but authorities were also interviewing parents. What type of clothing did you send your child to school in this morning? 
and using that level of information to try to figure out which of these children was among the living and among the dead. I saw parents going in and out giving DNA yeah. to help identify the children, and I think that some of them were facially disfigured in the shooting. Um, the little children huddled together, sitting next to their best friends, as this guy, Salvador Ramos, may he burn in hell, said, you're going to die, is what he said to them. You know, Tony, I know you're rushing off. I just wanted to tell you, my twins are graduating middle school. And last night in the rain, I was out hammering in yard letters, congratulations, for them to see this morning. And while I was hammering, I thought of these parents that will never see their children grow up. Um, I know the town and the families are torn apart, Tony. Absolutely, Nancy. You go to your presser, Tony, and I'll circle back with you when the press conference is done. Tony Plahetsky joining me, investigative reporter, Austin American Statesman, and KVUE. I have an all-star panel, but I'm going to start with my longtime friend and colleague, Karen Stark, joining me, New York psychologist. Karen, I just don't even know what to say. It just, one school shooting after the next, after the next, and now fourth graders, Karen. Nancy, heartbreaking, just heartbreaking. And this guy, he really fits the profile of the kind of person who commits this crime. Somebody who's an outsider, isolated, clearly prepared. As soon as he turned 18, he went and got those guns and knew exactly what he was going to do. It's not an impulse at all. And it's horrific that these parents, when I think about not being able to identify your own children, having to give DNA, not having answers, and it reminds me of September 11th, of any attack where there are mass people who are dead and you don't know, is your child alive and dead? So stunningly heartbreaking. Another time... You and I were together, both of us in New York at the time on 911. With me, Karen Stark, New York psychologist, joining us. You can find her at karenstark.com. Karen with a C. You know, I, Joe Scott Morgan, uh, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon, star of a new series, Body Bags, with Joe Scott Morgan on iHeart. I, I just, I hardly know where to start Joe Scott. I mean, at times like these, when I was confronted with mass murders as a district attor- assistant district attorney, I felt like I would go in machine mode and just start processing uh, evidence and analyzing what I need to prove the case. I cannot even imagine analyzing this scene. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Um, Mentally and, and spiritually, too. I mean, it, it bores down into your soul, but you have to. You have to set your face like Flint, as they say, and drive them forward and process this because as difficult as it is to do, and uh, just for a moment, let me reflect back. I had a good friend of mine that was at the Oklahoma City bombing, and he was a, a print specialist. And they had – we didn't have DNA back then. And so you remember the, the, the nursery got wiped out there. He had to go to the home – and dust for latent prints uh, on toys and then go back and compare those prints. And so that's, that's what these investigators are. I, I saw him in front of a crowd of about a thousand investigators weeping. And this has on the people that practice and have to do this, but you know, going back to kind of stealing yourself here and setting your face, you're given the badge and you're given this responsibility for a reason. You have to go in and process process the scene as a homicide because this is what it is it's just on a grander scale it is a mass homicide and each one you honor the dead by treating each one of these little children as an individual homicide and they have to be processed individually because you don't know when there's going to be an opportunity 
to learn more about this case. It might come up in trial. You never know what's going to happen in the future. So you have to you have to treat this as if this is the last case you will ever work. And you have to put forth every bit of effort gathering every bit of data you own. Do you owe that to the families? And you certainly owe that to these children as well. Take a listen to our friend, Amy Robach. The gunman opening fire as soon as he stepped on school grounds. Students reportedly scrambling out of windows to escape. We just hear all kinds of gunshots going off, like nonstop, like constantly gunshots. And the world here all scared on the ground, fearing for our lives. Fourth grader Jordan Legis telling ABC News about the moments when the gunman began firing shots at his classroom. When he sees the students and our teacher, that's when he starts shooting at the window and the wall right there. So he starts shooting it all up. All kinds of smoke is like in the room as we're in there. Authorities confirming the suspect was armed with an AR-15 style rifle. Sources telling ABC News all the victims at the school died in the same location inside the school. That tells me in one classroom. Can you imagine the scene? Take a listen to our Cut 6, our friends at WFAA. Parents arriving at the school are telling ABC News they don't have much information right now, and at least a few are anxiously trying to find their kids. How long have you been looking for her today? Since it happened. What are you worried about right now? She may not be alive. Have you heard anything? Nothing. I don't know where, other than she's not in San Antonio. When parents drop their kids off at school, they have every expectation to, be, to know that they're going to be able to pick their child up when that school day ends. And there are families who are in mourning right now, and the state of Texas is in mourning with them. Police say that the shooter acted alone. I was just thinking about the parents out in the parking lot and reporters asking them, what are you thinking? And they say, whether my child is dead or alive. And I immediately flash in my mind to my children's school where they have gone since pre-K and pacing back and forth wondering what's going on in there. Are John, David and Lucy dead or alive? I, I don't even know how the parents had the wherewithal to speak. Uh, with me is David Katz, former senior special agent with the DEA, founder and CEO of Global Security Group, Inc. He is an active shooter response expert. David Katz, take a listen to our cut for This is the Texas governor. Bottom line is this, however, and, and that is when parents drop their kids off at school, they have every expectation to, be, to know that they're going to be able to pick their child up when that school day ends. And there are families who are in mourning right now, and the state of Texas is in mourning with them for the reality that these parents are not going to be able to pick up their children. Our job is multifold. First, uh, to make sure we uh, address exactly what happened at this crime scene, uh, and then second, to make sure we take that information and do everything that is necessary to ensure that crime scenes like this are not going to be repeated in, in the future, and that we're going to be able to ensure the safety and security of our schools. To you, David Katz, thank you for being with us again. Active Shooter Response Expert at Global Security Group, Inc. David, second verse, same as the first. I know we can learn from the crime scene. That is without doubt. But once we get that knowledge, David, what are we going to do with it? Nothing? Because when you don't know a horse, look at the track record. How many school shootings, mass school shootings, have we suffered in this country? And what, if anything, has been done about it? Before I go totally ballistic... Yes, schools now know that they should keep all the entrances and exits locked during the day. Many of them have uh, metal detectors. Many of them have one point of entry that is secured. So you can see who is coming in and out. But other than that, really, David, what have we learned and what can we learn from this shooting there at Robb Elementary? Oh, Nancy, I'm like you. I I am... I'm just devastated. I also have, I have grown kids with my youngest 
will be going into the fourth grade. And I cannot imagine. I, 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 I better put, I don't want to imagine it. We know exactly, and I mean exactly, how to prevent these things from happening. We just simply don't do it. Let's start with something that is just so basic, so axiomatic to security. You mentioned security. You mentioned points of entry. How about making it, you can't make it impossible to force into it anywhere, but you can make it extremely difficult. Apparently, the shooter engaged police officers outside the school and was still able to gain entry. Therefore, it is clearly easier or was easier for him to gain entry to that school than it was to enter a, a jewelry store in Brooklyn, New York. You have to make it physical security first. Then you talk about your drills, your preparation, your training, perhaps armed guards. And I have a lot of great ideas. You know, we do, we do assessments you know, at Global all the time. But the first step, if you're a parent listening to this show, demand that your school prove to you that someone could not get in the way this miscreant got into that school. And how, David, do you think he got in? Well, that's one thing they haven't identified yet. I mean, I, I am I'm praying it wasn't simply an open door or an unlocked door because, you know, I know I, I live about four hours from or a little less than four hours from from you know, Uvalde and I've been out there and. Often communities like that where everyone knows everyone else. And by the way, those police officers responding to the scene, they probably had children in that school, if you can imagine that, that horror. But I don't know the culture there. It, if it was just simply simply a, an unlocked door or if it was someone who just buzzed in or if he was able to just fire through the glass and get in that way, that should be, you should not be able to force entry without a determined effort using tools or other methods and and it's not hard to do, and it's not expensive to do. Why have we not done that? That's a question that everyone needs to ask themselves. It's not a matter of putting armed guards in every school. It'd be nice to nice to have that ability, but financially, many districts can't. But we certainly can lock the damn door. Well put. Lock the damn door. I mean, you're right. Every time I look at where the twins may go to school, I check out security first. I deal with everything else after that. With me, Kathleen Murphy, family lawyer, joining us at North Carolina at ncdomesticlaw.com. Jump in, Kathleen. Uh, it's very difficult for me to jump in after listening to David because my first thought is not locking the doors, although we should do that. My first thought is why are assault rifles even available in this day and age such that this 18-year-old could go get them and terrorize these poor families. What are we going to do about that? You know, it's such a huge, huge problem, and Congress is hearing about it. Take a listen to Senator Chris Murphy begging on the floor of our Congress. What are we doing? Why are you here? If not to solve a problem as this. This isn't inevitable. These kids weren't unlucky. This only happens in this country and nowhere else. Nowhere else do little kids go to school thinking that they might be shot that day. Nowhere else do parents have to talk to their kids, as I have had to do, about why they got locked into a bathroom and told to be quiet for five minutes just in case a bad man entered that building. Nowhere else does that happen except here in the United States of America, and it is a choice. It is our choice to let it continue. What are we doing? Now, listen to our cut 18 as he literally begs. Sandy Hook will never, ever be the same. This community in Texas will never, ever be the same. Why? Why are we here? If not to try to make sure that fewer schools and fewer communities go through what Sandy Hook has gone through, what Uvalde is going through. Our heart is breaking for these families. Every ounce of love and thoughts and prayers we can send, we are sending. But I'm here on this floor to beg, 
to literally get down on my hands and knees and beg my colleagues. Find a path forward here. Work with us to find a way to pass laws that make this less likely. And talk about salt being rubbed into the wounds. Take a listen to our cut 15. This is Fred Gutenberg. He is the father of the Parkland victim, Jamie Gutenberg, speaking to MSNBC. But I'm shaking. Um, but I like to tell them all to go F off. Because what they did, what they do, the way they politicize guns and violence led us to this day where, and I don't know what the latest number is, I think we have 14 dead um, parents, loved ones, who their world is spinning, who right now have to think, how am I gonna plan a funeral? Who right now have to think, what kind of casket? Who right now have to think, all I did was send them to school and I have to plan their funeral. And I have to write a eulogy. I have to comfort those who I love, my other children, my spouse, my friends, my neighbors. I have to figure out how to go forward. I'll be honest, Nicole, it took me a good solid 24 hours before my world stopped spinning to the point where I really kind of grasped what was happening. And another Parkland shooting parent, the parent of Joaquin Oliver. This is Manuel Oliver speaking in our Cut 14 lesson. If people were deaf, at least I will have a reason to understand what's going on. It's wars and death. It's about money. It's about interest. It's about power. Our politicians, our House of Congress and Senate, they do nothing after this. They think they're um, somehow uh, outside of the equation of probably getting shot or their kids. But you know what? It's going to take more kids dying or maybe they won't react even with more kids dying. It's not only been five years. It's been more than 250,000 victims of gun violence since my son Joaquin, my beautiful son Joaquin, my innocent son Joaquin was shot four times with an AR-15. And today we saw how an 18 year old in Texas was able to carry a weapon and kill kids inside their school. Shame on any politician, corporation, celebrity. All those celebrities that came out four years ago, where are you today? Where are you now, today? Because I'm still here. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives with 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional. You can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. 
Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Dan Katz joining with me, former, former senior special agent with the DEA, CEO of Global Security Group, and active shooter response expert. Describe for our viewers and listeners, what is an AR-15? An AR-15, and I know the parlance is to call it an assault rifle, but that's not, that's not correct. An assault rifle, by definition, has the ability to go fully automatic. Still, still makes the, the, the effect is just more rapid fire. It still does not diminish the lethality of, of a fully a semi-automatic rifle in the hands of, of a violent individual like this. The AR-15 is a basically the civilian version of the M-16 rifle that was used in Vietnam. It is not fully automatic, although it can fire rapidly in a semi-automatic fashion. Um, the you know, and, and invariably, the argument is going to come down to the gun itself and whether we should allow this type of firearm to be to be purchased legally. I would suggest this: there's going to be heated debate on both sides of that issue. But one thing I think we all, regardless of party, can agree on, that we should make it incredibly difficult, if not outright impossible, for a person who is you, I'm going to, I'm going to I'll go out, I don't need to go out on a limb, I know, from past experience. This individual, Ramos, was known to the police, I guarantee it. He was known to the schools, I guarantee it. He was known to the social media community, I guarantee it. And yet, there is no mechanism by which we can stop someone like this who basically is announcing to the world, I'm about to do something really horrific, and that person can still walk into a gun shop and purchase a weapon legally. At least we can agree on this. People like that who are announcing their intention should be on some sort of list where they cannot, absent additional scrutiny and possibly just to preserve due process, but at least have some level of scrutiny to make sure that can't happen. Well, you're right. And what I'm thinking of, uh, based on what you're saying, is not just a background check, but a social media check. I mean, look, employers do social media checks before they hire somebody. I do. I want to find out what their history is, not just what they're showing me at the time of the interview. I want to find out who they are and what face they present to other people. Because in this case, uh, we now know that he actually bragged to a girl online. I'm going to tell you a little secret, he says, I'm about to, and lays it out. He was known to police for numerous violent arguments with his mother. She's no angel, apparently, uh, with drug problems of her own. But he was, as David Katz is stating, known to police. He bragged online. There's no question about it, as so many school shooters do. Joe Scott Morgan, I want to hear your thoughts. You know, Nancy, I think that there was planning that went into this, and this is why I believe this. This fellow uh, lived in this town, very small town. And his grandmother allegedly had worked at this location. What do we know about elementary schools, particularly when you're talking about K through four? When it gets to be about 1130 in the morning, 
uh, people's guard goes down at that point. Why? Well, you begin the lunchroom cycle. And so you have to march these kids down the hallway in order to get them to the lunch where they can eat. And they eat in shifts, essentially. He was probably aware of that, aware of the timing. I would think that at that point in time, uh, he would have known that that's a vulnerable time in which to enter the school. And and why an elementary school? You know, he was allegedly a, a student at the high school in town. And word is, is that he was upset over the fact that his friends had graduated and he had not graduated at the school. And so is he striking out at the community at large because uh, he, he thinks that the youngest and the most helpless among us, he's going to go in and actually slaughter them. He went there with purpose, Nancy. And that goes to a bigger issue that is actually uh, Karen's bailiwick. That goes to a, a bigger issue where this guy's got some serious psychopathology going on, Nancy. Well, you may say serious, I believe you said psychopathology, but unless it rises to insanity, to hell with him. All right? That's just the deal. That's the law, Nancy, and it's right. Jump in, Karen Stark. Yeah, it's that. It's not It's not the kind of psychopathology that you're thinking. I mean, these are people that don't have that kind of history of severe mental illness. They bear a grudge, just like what Joe Scott said, that everyone graduates but him. He piles insult on top of insult, and he begins to feel rage, and it's very planned out. It's something that he knew he was going to do. Turns 18, gets those guns, knew where he was going, knew what he wanted to do, because he joins this horrific brotherhood of killers who have decided that they're going to take their their rage out on innocent children. That's what happens. You know, Kathleen Murphy joining us out of North Carolina at ncdomesticlaw.com. We have been told that he had been bullied and made fun of because he was poor. All right. We were poor. I was poor. My mother was poor. She never had anything they didn't make on their sewing machine. Long story short, what did he do? Did he go out and get a job to make money? What did, what did he do? And listen to this, Kathleen Murphy. An Instagram friend of Remo said he sent mm-hmm. photos of a receipt for the gun and uh, from the gun manufacturer. We also know that he put photos of the firearm and the ammunition online. I just am outraged, Nancy, but you have to hear this personal story. My son is in 10th grade. He was the only student in a 1,500 to 2,000 student high school that reported that there were guns in the men's bathroom and that the children were taking photos of these guns in the men's bathroom or the boys' bathroom and sharing it among the other students. My kid left campus, called me immediately. We called the police. Those students are now out of the school. And the problem is, is it's so close to home. Why are we working from the bottom up? Why don't we start from the top? Get rid of these kinds of guns, because you and I both know looking at the psychopathology of each individual person before they get a gun is a joke. It's a joke. Well, let's address what you just said, David Katz. I can tell you why these guns are not going to be outlawed in the U.S., okay? Because our Congress is paralyzed by one of the strongest lobbies in the world, and that is the gun lobby. So we're not going to get rid of the guns. So now what can we do? Why can't we? Have you ever heard of a cooling-off period? For instance, you just can't walk up and... Get a marriage license. It's not instantaneous. Why is it uh, that there can't be a cooling off period from the time you apply for a gun to the time you get it? A social media check, a background, a check, David Katz. What is your opinion on that? You're the active shooter response expert. Well, you know, first of all, every time anyone buys a firearm, you, you go through, there's an, there's an FBI check that must be performed. However, all that check will do is show whether you have a, a conviction or a criminal, a, a criminal offense that will, that will preclude you from owning firearms. Right. So that's, that's, that's the one thing. But that doesn't show you if, by the way, the police have been called to your house 37 times because you threatened violence against Amen. your grandmother. Like, 
And so that doesn't call, it doesn't have any, any provision for tracking whether a school psychologist said this kid is out of his freaking mind. It doesn't have any uh, way to exactly. figure out if your neighbors have called because you've done something else to, 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 to create a level of concern with respect to that. And that's what has to change. Because look, I, I understand. I'm probably on a different side of the argument with respect to firearms ownership than many, that, that several of, of, of us talking right now. Rather than just bang our heads together, why don't we say this? At least let's start here. At least let's pass something. Because I, I always judge law, when people talk about legislation, would, would the lawyer you're suggesting have prevented this crime from occurring? That's a good place to start. What about it, Kathleen Murphy? I am saying that in North Carolina, you have to wait a whole year just to be divorced. Why can't we wait a whole year and make sure we do a proper investigation? And David, I agree with everything that you said. Why don't we start here? Because the real the the reality of this issue, for as much as I am seeing it from a mother's perspective, from a lawyer's perspective, it's got to start somewhere. And these are good suggestions. Right now, our prayers are with the families of those who lost their children and the teachers that were killed and yet another school shooting. Nancy Gray's Crime Story signing off. Goodbye, friend. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.